Okay, great. Greetings, saints. Uh, um, welcome to prayer. Welcome to this meeting where the Holy Spirit speaks his heart. And we always try to make sure that we don't grieve him. We always give him parable shaka in him. His uh, atmosphere. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we come before the throne of grace. By the power of the Holy Spirit, to bless us and we thank you for the forgiveness of sins and for thy appearing. Now we are here as your children. We shall continue, precious Lord. We'll continue harder as we see others turning back, gracious Let the great Holy Spirit open us that womb of grace and hide us deep as we see and the evil spirits and the tendencies of hell happening in this life. The children of the devil who don't care about you, calling themselves Christians. We ask for a total segregation and be with us in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. So we're greeting you uh, in this short teaching. We are focusing on Jesus because days are evil and if there is a topic that should be more emphasized is who is Jesus and uh, why is it important to to pursue him especially in these closing times uh, because there is a greater attack from the enemy on Jesus uh, who is the Messiah who was who is the who was resurrected from the dead uh, who died for our sins those basic uh, fundamental truths about our Lord are under great attack and uh, the attack is from among us uh, from our midst you know the, the I remember that Abraham used to say it is not the wind that the apple in the tree must fear. It is the worm inside it. it what is killing us is it's inside. If you could have stayed too much amongst the Christian cycles and acquaint yourself with them, you will get the spirit of hell. If you ask anybody who will who has lived horrible for Christ, uh, you find that he received that spirit when he started to associate himself with a certain bunch of believers. You find any Christian who was devout, uh, sincere and uncompromising, when he starts to meet with a certain Christians and uh, you find them being careless. There was a brother just yesterday when I was preaching in Bangin, we came all the way from Inanda, he was supposed to be in Devon, and uh, he he could not wait when he saw Zimbang and he came all the way. He had a, confirm a conf confession to make. He, he, he was working and the Holy Spirit called him to a full-time ministry. And uh, he went and fasted 30 days and went somewhere and God used him mighty with miracles. 
and they started to attract the denominational attention. I think it was Faith Mission that started to host him and use him. And uh, when the God's Army, it's not the God's Army, it's one of those boys who used to be in God's Army. They started their own ministry of story they, they They saw him there, they collaborated him, they started this great movement. He says when he got there, he respected these people because he always see them, the Piran story, and he thought they are uh, really advanced. In, and he said he was living this holy life. He was not even, he find these Christians so careless, uh, like staying times in social media, commenting on sexy women and making jokes about uh, sex and uh, having movies in their laptop and always on movies and 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 talking about girls and he says almost all of them the old pastor had a girlfriend and even the married ones and he says they they started to say to him hey go look so under too much you know go to religion uh, they removed all that thing. He started to go into girls and uh, impregnated a woman and favor of God left him that area. The little church he had kicked him out. He started to drink because they were drinking with him. Like Now he's just down and out, lost the favor of God and waiting under. He's just saying, It's just death all over. So these things creep into you when you give a bunch of people that you esteem high because you think they've been Christians before you are. They, they should have, and you find them living just carelessly. But you should not live carelessly. No matter how much you are hurt, no matter how much you have been wounded by the devil, you should have a responsibility not to be careless. Because there is somebody who does not understand where you have been. There is someone who will see you once and never see you again. You will never get to understand which, the reason you are doing these things. For someone about everything you do. There is careful. You must be considerate. You know, of the people that are new in the faith. And to be a Christian that kills new pets, you are not, you don't have love of God. They should, they're zealous, they are. They, are, they want to go forward. And they find people have been here for 20, 15 years, just say, no, no, I divorce, no, so uh, I have to be careless. You don't have to be careless. You must mind yourself because somebody looks up up to you uh, as in Cheruchi, this young man and he see this putting a tent there he said oh now there comes people who have been in the game and they are all out so there is an attack in in jesus and that attack will be through people that we think are 
ahead or know something about God and find that they are here to kill us. Don't allow to be civilized or to be modernized or to be cooled down uh, as if you have to learn anything. There's a spirit out there that's like something must be learned. Nothing must be learned. Just preach against sin. Try to live a holy life. Preach righteousness. Stand for what is right. You see your brother doing something wrong, confront him. Live a life that's right. That's not self-righteousness. That's safety. You know, all the government buildings and work buildings there, you find there's safety things on the wall. When there's a fire, there's warnings, there's safety. Even in the aeroplane, there's safety things. Tell you that in case of this, do this. So this is, we are on this aeroplane to heaven. So, okay. There's a big attack, Muslim. And uh, these debates, I, I'm attending all these things. I'm learning how much of cruelty the devil has for Jesus. You know, Jesus is the only person in history who has been done so good to people, who has helped so many people and didn't ask money for it and who has been repaid to be debased and 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 i can say just what to philip swain or by the very same people that are supposed to be on the front line you know today even in the movie world you find movies of, of John Dillinger on Netflix here they they are on the high demand they are always there of Billy the Kid of, of all the people that were horrible in life but they are still esteemed by those even prisoners you find them they've got some code Number on J for John Dillinger, you know, is their hero here and there. Now, but Jesus, who didn't do no wrong to nobody, has been rewarded by insults by the heathens, Catholic heathens, that took him and blasphemed him, removed him from the Godhead, put a woman there called Mary, which is not even Mary, just to please. They are heathen women who was on their heathen religion that has not to be disturbed. They had to force a woman there whom they pray more than they pray to God to just to insult Jesus. They have to do this so deliberately to show much hate they have. You go to Catholic Church, there's so much besides the Christmas stories and all these things. There's teaching, no teaching, no major teaching on Jesus. It's just on Mary, the mother of God. Because they hate him. They are his enemies. And for the Protestant churches, who are Protestant people, you just read the church, the history of, the knowing history or the European history, whatever history, 
you find that wherever Protestantism arose, it was just the poor people that were oppressed by the governments and by the Catholic system that the Holy Spirit will visit somebody there and, and, and the, a revival will pick up. And after the revival picked up, or there will be uh, uh, some kind of a revival and God will bless those people with miracles. They will gain influence. This will grow up. This will grow up until they become their big churches. When they are rich and recognize, they start to recognize the Catholic Church. The very same thing that was brutalizing them. Because why? They receive a hate for Jesus. It's just uh, unbelievable what people do when they start to hate Jesus. They start to in, uh, you know, and, and indulge in these theologies, theology and things, and they start to learn more. You know, I was listening to as I was preparing for this debate, I was listening to some great professors, some big people that Dr. So-and-so, people who have, uh, who, who are known to bestsellers, you know, Christian bestsellers. And all of them, believe me, you, they become only bestsellers when they start to be controversial against Jesus, while they are Christians. The world does not regard, regard them until they say controversial things that per, kind of agree with the atheistic statements. Those books will sell. Books like, you know, there's no hell, uh, all of those things. You know, the books that kill the authority of whatever Jesus said. So, we, that's why I'm bringing back the value of Christ to us. He's not a myth. He's not a story that is real. He's not just some Hollywood figure as they try to make him. He's not a, a money machine as these divine healers try to make him. He's not you know, I mean, a debatable story. He's the saver of our souls. And we should make this so loud and, loud and so real and so basic that people should not bring these stories to us. You know, we can believe which this gentleman, Charles Russell, who started this movement of the job of witness. He started debating like this. He started these debates. He started something like it. You know, they stopped praying. They stopped seeking God. They just closed a lounge somewhere. They sat down. They checked the scriptures every day. They checked the scriptures. They went worse. They were Christians. They were basic Protestants. When people start to, to pick slide, the attack is on Jesus. And what happened every day when they were reading these books, they were checking. The outcome was that Jesus is not the Lord. The man who's got more than 800 verses that are promises fulfilled. A man who's got a birth that is so unique. That man, you read the whole Bible, 
the most prominent uh, prophets or ever that was in the Bible. It's never had so many promises regarding him. It's never had so much of a drama regarding him. Where angels will come down and speak to women and choose a virgin. And why is this so much of a drama? Who have somebody having verses fulfilled more than any other verse in the Bible? Any other person in the Bible? From his birth, his life, to his death. And that person, who's that much dramatic, they came out with something that is just a sent, sent messenger. Why would a sent messenger have so much promises on him if he was not the Lord of the covenant? It's just so much unimaginable how people can be when they start. Besides these left, basic levels of sliding, like these just uh, carnal levels of uh, I'm so, failing, suffering, and losing your love, your love for Christ. I'm talking about the spiritual hate where people claim to be spiritual, claim to be theologians, but come out there with a hell-inspired dogma and attack is always on Jesus. It's always, I don't care what they say, it's on Jesus. So we should strengthen our love for him and we should know that we fear God through the statements that Jesus said. You know, it's a marvel that this group of people says uh, there is no hell. You know, once you start to denounce things that Jesus said, you are disproving that he is God. And if you disprove that Jesus was divine, then half of the Bible is just a myth. Why there should be 27 books of the New Testament which came about of a story of some, somebody who was born of a virgin supposed to be the Messiah, who's supposed to have the blood that saved people. If that is not divine, that all 27 books are just a myth. We'd rather be go back and be like the Jews who are still waiting for their Messiah. There is too much effort, too much work, too much angels ministered, too much drama. Even Moses didn't have much of this drama. For God to fulfill all the Old Testament verses over a man, man. Seriously. So, the, the issue of hell and, and uh, let's just read one verse. To me, a statement that Jesus said, they are the ones that proved them to be divine. Uh, Luke chapter 12, verse 5. It was Luke 12, 12, 12, verse 5. Uh, verse 5. I don't know what's wrong with your what's wrong with your 
Yeah, Coco I don't know. Is it? Okay. How is it now? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, verse number five. Uh, why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? Okay, what chapter is that? Let me check. Maybe I wrote the wrong thing. No, uh, I was forgetting the wrong book. Let me read again Luke chapter 20, verse 5. Yes. But I will forward you whom ye shall fear. Fear him which after he hath killed ours, who cast it to him. Yea, I say unto you, yea. Now, ask yourself a question. Why would these people are theologians who say, no, uh, hell does not exist. Uh, it has a place, Kahena, blah, 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 blah. What, what's the fear for? Why would Jesus fear him that after have killed, have power to cast into hell? Yeah, fear him. If, if he has power to cast into a place somewhere called hell, and that hell does not exist, why should you fear him? So, you can see that the attack is on Jesus. That, uh, why would God come here and, and, and allow his son to die and bleed and that horrible thing he went through, which was scripture is fulfilled, if the people that won't accept him will just disappear. There's no punishment. For the first time, in a biblical history of the nature of God, there's been always punishment. There's punishment in the Garden of Eden. There's punishment. People, are, we are here, Zalingani in this world, in this manner, working every day, serving that punishment. We, we didn't even ask for it. Like, we know we could have done nothing else other than what Adam has done. But let's talk about individuals now. We are paying a price of a one-man decision. We're all branded by the sin of our father, Adam. And we are every day. We've got lust in our body. We've got tiredness. We've got, we strive for money. There's wars. There's, we're raising children. There's, we're getting sicknesses. This is just every day uh, happening. So if you come into the New Testament and say there's no judgment for unbelief, we are already proving that you don't believe the Old Testament. Because there's been judgment in the days of Noah. That's why all the atheists, all these people that just hate the Bible, they hate it because of this thing. They ask these sensible questions. How can a just God who never met me, the same thing when I said that, when he was praising uh, that old man who died, he praised him in one of his sermons. He said he wants to meet him. That man died now. He says, he praised the medicine. He says, no, this guy said, Jesus will, will throw me to hell. Why won't go up? Why did he meet me? That he, 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 he will judge me. So people are so bold to say such blasphemous things. 
You know, when Peter said there will be mockers in the last time, I never anticipated this this much. People are leaving Christ and going back to meat, to, 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 to traditional things of Zulu Africanism. Meat, things that were not helping people. They're going back. So they don't believe the Old Testament. People that ran away, I remember this calm territory when there was this COVID. I still had, what do you call this? I still had uh, Twitter then. I deleted it because uh, I didn't like the way it operates. Uh, there was a debate about, okay, God, others were saying God sent this judgment. And he was on the side that God did not send this judgment. And this guy was debating, said, God sends judgment when there's sins in the world. He said, I'll never serve a God who's angry. This is a famous gospel singer who's supposed running his father's church there, who's supposed to be a pastor. He does not know that God gets angry. So the spirit of hating God from the scripture already exists amongst these people that you think are Christians. They're already agreeing with the atheists in principle. They take what they think is loving or dandy and about God and Christ, but what they think is cruel, they don't believe in. That's why they don't preach hell. And now atheists and all these people, they attack the Bible. How could a God who never met me just allow me to be born in a sinful body and and uh because of a sin of adam maybe i could have done something different they they have all that so okay they don't believe this verse they don't believe in the future judgment so uh, how can jesus be god then killed had the power to cast into hell. That's why we're in this group now praying. We don't want to be in that group. We don't know after we were killed by God, cast into hell. God and Dathan, they thought that could happen. It happened. God threw them in hell alive. There are many things we can answer about life, eternity, God, and humanity. There is a little bit I remember in the days of war, the days of when there's wars, in the ancient times when there were no, where people were just, uh, before even the telegram was invented, even then the days of telegram, before cell phones, uh, in the war they, would, they would had Amatju, but the doves that were sent carrying a small telegraph to, to the camp, those those doves were trained to return to the camp. Doves still do that today. And when the battle was hot, the general would just write just a small something, just like a line, a telegram. And I bought tie it in the leg of a dove because that dove will fly straight back to the base. Maybe it says that we're under attack, short of ammunition, under attack, we're dying. Something just like that. Come quick. And the dove will escape the bullets and fly because they, once they see it coming out, they'll try, the enemies will try to shoot it. Now, 
That's the Bible. Those who have the base to hear the dove and see, there's many things going to explain them. It's just what is vital for to, to win the war, to, to get help immediately. There's many things that explain that. So, it's the same thing uh, with the Bible. Once we read it, the Holy Spirit will let us know what to do. So, the people without the Holy Spirit, of course, they will be in just complete disarray. They will be uh, confused and asking questions. Tina, we see with this book, we are here to be saved. We are born in sin, we have to be saved. We are born in sin, we have to be reconciled with God, we have to be justified, we have to escape this horror. The rest will be explained when we get yonder. The Bible says, let alone, you know I mean, what we don't know. So, it's a hate. Just go to John 14 verse 9. It's a hate that trying to disprove that God has been alive through in the sense of Jesus as a promised Messiah and as a God who will be made man to reinstate God back to man as, as God fell off, uh, man fell off from God through Adam. So if you start to, 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 to listen to these statements that discredit Jesus, as the only divine human being that ever was on this earth, then we have all these false prophets that are here trying to be gods themselves. We have two shambles now, which on our last. Now we're going to have how many shambles? We're going to have is going to be a shambles. Unala is going to be a shambles. Just in case that Anne alone have got around ten shambles already. I'm not counting the false prophets all over our setting, or Africa everywhere. After what is supposed to have been great men of God, these revivals that are happening, but T.P. Joshua and all, T.P. Jakes and all these people were supposed to be representing the gospel. After their revival, that's when total harvest came up. Show that their doctrine was even wrong. They preached riches, they preached all these things. After that, the people that were following them are going back to serve Lucifer. Read verse 9. Uh, John 14, verse number 9. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so uh, long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father, and how sayest thou then, show us the Father? So, they didn't want to believe that. That that skinny man walking down the Jericho roads, just traveling there in the dusty streets of Jerusalem, that was God. Yet they believed that there was Melchizedek who went to Abraham. They believed that there was a, a God could appear and face talk face to face with Adam. They believed that God, in the form of a man, talked to Abraham in Genesis 18. They believe that. Because it's a story. Now, when it's fulfilled that there's a man, that same God became man, 
for your salvation. Devil hates that more than anything. So we should really bring back uh, that value uh, and preach sermons about the goodness of Jesus because what are we going to do with hypocrites and devils that we won't have them? We need to just return to the saints and restore the love that they should have for Jesus. They should, there should be love for him. Even his birth, you know, his birth was so, you know, much of a miracle itself. So that we, uh, we should love him more. There's no one who had a birth like that. To all the people that have walked, you know, the people who have walked this earth, blood to Pluto, Confucius, many people have written books and, you know, sometimes I listen to their words. They have this wisdom, you know, about anything in life. They've been so wise. But different, there's something about Jesus. Jesus did not say to write books like Pluto. He didn't have to be regarded as a philosopher. He just came and lived. And he remains the most undeniable figure in the history of humankind. He's so much of your attention that whatever you believe, there's something about Jesus. That's why Christians are the only ones that are bold to take their religion uh, like they go to to China or everywhere there's no Christians. They, they have a story because their leader is just a figure that is so different. So different from all... There's been great people in it. There's been Buddhas. There's been... These people, they... they you know, I mean, if you read their books, you can live a perfect life and be successful by what they write. But they... Just something about Jesus. The way he was born... There is just a drama that is spiritual that causes everyone who hears that story that he owes Jesus something. That's why the heathens ended up forming this religion which is Catholic and bringing it back as the face of Jesus so that other heathens might not, they might think they are going to Jesus and they go there because they know that everyone owes Christianity is not the biggest religion in the world. There's other religions that have got more members. We hardly hit 2 billion with all them Catholics put together. Catholics alone, they are 1 point something billion. They're even more than other Christians put together. Now, uh, there's the, the Chinese there. There's the Hindus there. Those people, they get the greatest population of the world. There's Russia, who's got massive continent on earth which is zero Christianity, they were nobody Christianity is underground there's no Korea so the very few British England, South Africa Africa here and there uh, which is Africa is dominated by it's just that Christians are the loudest but the, do the dominating religions 
are the ancestors worship. So Christians are, are not very many. I'm not talking. I'm talking about the the, na, the name Christian. I'm, I, I still have heathens in there. As I told the Catholics alone are one point something billion. In this two billion we are. And we still we minus Catholic because Catholic is just the whole hell thing. Then it's still gonna be the Protestants, which just more than half of them are not born again. So if we're really searching for the born again to be few Protestants, then uh, some very few Pentecostals, uh, some of the charismatics that's our generations, few. Imagine how many of those people. We still have to check that those will make it to the end. Because all this band, some of the in, those will really make it to the end. Then how many will be ready when Jesus comes? So that's why before God, what we call rapture will be very easy. We, are, we can't imagine it. We are around Deben here, maybe 50 of us. We say, hey, we are quite very many. If somebody can be raptured, we'll know. But God knows how, you know, life will be long and some will die and there will be a rapture. There will be a rapture. I don't know how, but there will be a rapture and the people of this earth won't see that Christians are gone. Number one, there will be very few. Number two, there will be a way God will separate them from the system of this life. Number three, God will be spiritual when he does those things, like he did with Jesus. When he was working on earth, after his resurrection, nobody, he could choose who will see him. So even those saints, God will give them a grace to just disappear. And someone in people's conscience, they won't even know they were here. So how few will be those people? So, why do you see out there that matching of what Christians are rushing for fame, rushing for wealthiness, rushing for the beauty of this life. It's a sign that they won't be in the rapture. Because those who will be in the rapture are starting to withdraw. So let's look on verses about Jesus' birth a little bit. And then we close. Uh, he's so wonderful. Um, I just want to read these verses, not much of them. Uh, let's go to... Matthew 2, we start at verse 4 to verse 6. Matthew 2, verse 4 to 6. the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule the people of Israel. They knew that. His enemies knew that. But instead of going, uh, they had all the call private, these wise men, and inquired of them, delivered what time the star appeared, and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go search diligently for your child, young child. And we have found him bring me a word again. Why would they do that? If 
I'm the one who's been waiting for something. This is a Jewish religion. This guy is a king, so supposed to be a, he's got all authority to say he could have put the, the whole nation on lockdown and say, now I know the verse that is going to be in Bethlehem of Judea. Let the soldiers whoever search for our Lord in all the houses there. This is the, was the, their destiny. This is what they live for, to wait for the Messiah. But look how careless and how unfaithless, unbelieving. Go, he's sending the strangers. Uh, when you find the child, come back tell me. This is where we are today. People that claim to be Christians, you tell them that you preach to you about the book of Revelations and expound everything about the coming of God. They just call you to a talk show, say, tell us. You tell them and they go back to their own denominations and gala dinners and concerts and live like they never had it. They claim to be living for him, but they go to the world. I always check on Facebook, all preachers are living like movie stars. They are just as un, you know, the lives they live, you don't have to be born again to live that life. I don't even why do they even claim they are born again. I, I don't understand why they are even Christians. They could live that life just being nothing else. This group here knew the verses. They were zealous. They were claiming they are waiting for him. When he came, they didn't even bother. Hate for Jesus. And read the little verse, I think it's fine in Micah chapter 5, verse 2, just to honor it. Just to honor, so that you know that Matthew 2 was fulfilled, was fulfilling Mark of chapter 5, verse 2. Read. It was fulfilled. And these men knew that verse. But they didn't have faith. Why? They've been in denominations, the Sadducees, Pharisees, for a long time. That even their faith was no longer pure faith. So you can know the Bible, but you stay in a wrong group for a long time until your faith is no longer pure. Until you don't even believe the very same verse that's here. They are waiting for the coming of the Lord and God sends William Branham with angel and miracles in the 1940s here and prophecies and tell them that no, God sent me for this generation to to bring a message that will forerun, they went back to assemblies of God. 
Once you start to preach anything that's going to make them uncomfortable in their denominations, there, God has not sent you. It's enough. But when the Catholic Church is creating a compromise stage for unity in this ecumenical council, they can easily go there. The brotherhood, they wear these black coats, they are so comfortable with white collars there, while sitting with them, cutting out to them, it's the biggest thing. The very same enemy of God, which has a history of destroying the Bible, destroying the reformers. I'm talking about the real enemy that they go back there, they sit down. Somebody come, give them the word of God, tell them what is right, they go back. That's the enemy. Can you read also Matthew chapter 1, call it from verse 18. I just want to read about this beauty of the Son of God, his birth. And these verses are just new to me. I'm going to try it because that's where it starts. Matthew chapter 1 from, from verse 18 until chapter 23. You'll find the beauty. testify that the child that is in that woman was of the Holy Ghost. And it showed that he's from the lineage of David, not to fear. The Holy Ghost has done this. That he will save his people from their sins. Who was ever have a birth like that in all the religious leaders or great men of this earth who was ever presented by an angel with this statement that he's supposed to be an Emmanuel God with us whoever came like this how can people in a confused world in a world that we don't have many things that are unknown how can people they just go back and search for some big bang theory thousand million years something they are not sure of something that is still in research but they can prove that thing to denounce this whole reality 
of a supernatural birth of a man who lived in less than 2,000 ago. That's why you say, you believe something that happened 20 billion years ago, you can't believe something that happened 2,000 years ago. You call something that is happened 2,000 years ago a myth. But you believe something that happened a billion years ago. Are you stupid? Jesus lived. Even the Mohammedans, even Muhammad, he says Jesus lived. He calls him the priest or whatever he calls him, a prophet. Even the Hindus in their Paramakan book, he is there. He lived. They don't deny it. Now, people who are so high-minded, they want to disprove this so much of a blessing of a man in a world where we are researching things. In a world where we've got many things, we just discovered the DNA just now, now, now in 1980s. Just a very physical form of a human being. We're still struggling with the cure for cancer. We've been discovered. In that world where we are still discovering their very human body, people want to believe something that happens billion years. What is it going to do to us now? They say it was a big bang. The church that's supposed to love God hates them so much. Sins are no longer confronted, are no longer preached against. The wilderness that's in there, there's a falling away. But if today, you know, worms are in a falling away, it's going to come to a level where you let him go because there's just not much oil to waste your time on somebody who has made up his mind to lose love for Jesus. People of these last days, they calculate. They look if there's money, there's help. And, and those people who are attached to us for money and help will fall away because money is not equipped to satisfy a soul. If you follow me because I'm going to help you, it, it, it won't be enough for your soul. We follow God through faith, that even if, through disappointments, through unexpected setbacks from one another, from each other, we will continue because of faith. But the people of the last days, after they've hated Christ, they linger amongst believers for certain benefits. That's why today you find people that are losing their zeal, are losing their others don't even attend this prayer no more. Others are starting not to come to churches, others are starting not to pray. It's gonna come to a level where we're just gonna have to leave them alone because. This much level of of hate against Christ. If you see a brother who continues sinning, or you see people who are married who are constantly fighting each other and causing, always causing this attention, it's going to come to a level where 
the Holy Spirit won't say nothing against them and they just leave them alone. Because the people of the last days are deliberately accepting this hate against Christ. There's a lot of things we should thank God for. Especially at this level of revelation. There's a lot we should embrace this Christian faith for. Even if we go through loneliness or whatever misery of this life. But if it comes to you to a level that you want to push, you want to be reminded, you want to be pampered, my brother, sister, I'm telling you, it's going to come to a level where we just, it will feel like we betrayed you because we'll just forget about you. And it will be the love of God saving us. I'm starting to, you know, people that always want to be attention, Christians that are always coming with problems, Christians that are always mourning and they just always this petty case, pity case. I'm starting to come to a level where I feel like we just have to get forget about them. You know, someone who's always, I remember Bukwaku used to say, I give the king a general You know, always you carry human flesh. We should rejoice in the Lord. We should be praying and, 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 and really helping our children and praying for believers. Someone who has made his mind to be a problem. Remember, we are not here because of, of each other. We are here because of a spiritual visitation. My wife here, if she can be in this marriage just because of me, she can be a miserable person. She must be here for herself as well. No. She cannot be happy only by making me happy. She must find a, a way. She is invited in this covenant God marriage. She's a being. So uh, Christian faith is like that. We are here personally, individually. For our own space. The other fellowship and all staff is there as well, but you are there as an individual. So you cannot uh, depend on other people accepting you, other people showing you love, other people, whatever they do to you, to be happy. But the Christians of these days, they are chasing for every opportunity, and they know what they want. And it looks like when they when we don't give them what they want, they know what to do. They fall back, they reverse, they that's why after I came and there's a jump of boys that joined us here, and suddenly we saw them disappearing. I told them, Well, you call them once, and if they don't come, you, you never call them again. Because People of these last days have hate for Christ. And anyone who's got this spirit that descends the heart. People just want somebody to beg his hand, they want somebody to for 40 days, they don't want somebody who's going to sit them down and we wait for God. They want the easy way. Go the whole world. Hope Tom, Dick, and Harry casting them devils. 
everybody going around here exercising authority. Those things don't no longer are a priority in the list of things standing for the gospel. The priority is a message that will sit the woman down, a message that will reveal the book of Revelations, a message that will expose the Antichrist system and denominations and confide all these false prophets. That's a priority. That's what will get you killed or hated or or that's where they're running. Nobody preaches that. Everybody's explaining how to cast demons. Everybody's explaining all these other things, which even demons can do. Why? Because they don't want a hard way. They don't want to suffer. So they be careful. Uh, people can come to you for different reasons. Especially in these last days, there's desperation. People are in a hurry. Others, they are seeking riches, they're seeking this. We are here to wait for God. And we're going to wait for him on his terms. This is the gift he brought. This is how we serve him. We are waiting for him. We don't know what next. We don't have this mind all over the world. Everybody's doing something. So I'm warning you. There's a hate. Jesus was rejected. You know... As you see today, uh, how much he's rejected. Just read. We are closing now. Uh, Isaiah 53, verse 3. Isaiah 53, verse 53 verse number three. Yes. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief, and we hid as we if were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Now, that's the man who was on earth here for three and a half years. He was that three and a half years. He did things that were so many that no books could consider. But he was so hated, despised. Yet we want to be movie stars. We want to be uh, this great thing. As you see, we passed that on Facebook here. But united with all these gays and celebrating many events. They even travel overseas and to just enjoy this money they steal by tithes and offering. For the short span of life. Before they go to hell. Flying around, going on vacations. As if their life is the most blessed life. Just to tempt you. When stress now and desire that life. John 1 verse 11. John 1 verse 11. We are living in a terrible times. Verse number 11. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. They didn't receive him. Jesus is a story of rejection. And if you ever have received Jesus, you will learn to live a life of being rejected. If ever walk with Jesus, you will learn to live a life. That's why I mean right now I'm very 
trained on that. You know, I'm, I've seen people come, go, simple. I just forget about it. Because whatever is true will be rejected. I'm always careful for that. Even this little fame I have around here, I'm always just want to be in the background. Now it's these people, I was checking like yesterday, and every time there's going to be this great uproar, God will use me to spearhead that thing. And I am about over soon about can try to go and debate. Like now they're trying to go debate these contradictions and all those things. I didn't go there on my choice. But it just God called me. He said, go tell these dead bodies. But I'm always careful not to seek that attention, not to seek that thing. I because I know they will reject it. If you have God, you will be rejected. You must select a lifestyle of prayer, of consecration, of loneliness. And whatever God uses you, go, don't go beyond that boundary. Live a humble life. Don't join this example you see of these preachers. God with you. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We see how much you are hated. We wish it was not like that, but scriptures fulfilled like Second Timothy will say, people will be so evil in the last days. They will be lovers of themselves. Father, proud, boasters. It's not referring to politicians, referring to these preachers we see on these social medias bragging about wearing expensive clothes, bragging about this fleshly life. As we found in Second Peter 3, Lord says, they'll mock. They'll be mockers. And we see that. They have mocking Christ. So-called Christians don't believe you. To becoming yet they believe they are Christians they have removed the very spot that is supposed to be outshining all others in the biblical prophecy which is the return of Christ they return they went for 10 years to study to remove it God be merciful Jude said there will be spots in our fists. Horrible man. Fought a long time foretold. Will turn our faith, Lord, into viciousness. They think that gain is godless. To them to have money and fly around the world, drive expensive cars, be regarded as an important person and mingling around with people who are considered uh, important in this time. To them, that's more than what the persecution of the Bible is worth. We are grateful, Lord, like Timothy 4 said, that the Spirit speaker expressing that some will depart from the faith and give heed to seducing spirits. 
the doctrines of devils. We see it every day, Lord. It's no longer something like we're pointing it to some Romish 325 council or to some in the 1600 when the Catholic whatever whatever these other churches fell back or in 1914 when the Assemblies of God denounced the Holy Spirit and went for the general denomination. No, it's happening now. Not, not in 1962 when they turned again with Brenham and left him. No. To us now. Now. We see it in our eyes. Our own people, our own brothers, our own people that we're praying with are strangers to us. Save us, Lord. We don't have energy no more to run around trying to preserve people. We have energy to survive. Preserve this oil within us. Help us to be hidden. Help those who are married to remain there, not fighting each other, Lord. They're going to kill the little virtue that's there. Let each and everyone try to hide this, protect his heart. Because the Bible says they're in uh, the virtues of life. Lord, I pray, bless us. If we, don't, if we can afford a life, let's not leave it. Help us to be blessed with moderate lifestyles that we can afford so that we don't be overstrained by debts and things. Be merciful to bless us abundantly. Give us time to pray with our children, our families, all those Christians going through distresses, searching for jobs, for school fees, for children, for healing, whatever people are needed, let it be provided them in the name of Jesus. So that, Lord, there will be favor for them. So that, Lord, there will be joy. Let's pray that our joy may grow. I pray for them, Lord Jesus. I pray for the church. I pray for the small branch that Brataper is leading. I pray for all these activities that we have. I pray that you kill all the gossip. I pray that Lord Jesus be merciful to us. We might not be here tomorrow. This is not a time to turn back. May you strengthen the life. Those who are thinking of turning back, Lord, deal with them privately. Don't involve your church now. We're tired of listening to stories and mornings and complaining. Just give them faith, Lord. We ask this, Lord Jesus, with the only glorious name that has been given to us, the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, through that blood of redemption and by the faith in this Bible, help us strengthen our faith now. We have seen it all. Never thought, Lord, I'll live in a world like this. Just 20 years ago when I saw these visions, 
I never thought these things would happen. Everything I saw is happening. I remember when you showed me the provision of the problems I'll encounter when I come to this death. When I saw believers open the window and something happened. And I've seen when I came here. Things we have been so faithful. Keep us a little longer to hide more. Keep us a little longer to grow up these children. And whoever is going to love this truth. Guide us from the things that we are passionate about. Not to sell the gospel in them. Keep our homes warmly and devils out. The doors that we might have opened. Kick them out again. We ask this Lord. Bless all your children. Comfort those who are going through something. Let them know Jesus was with them there. Those who are suffering a little bit. Let them know that they are healing. Their deliverance is coming. Let them repent of their sins and whatever that is troubling them. Because time is short. Ask this in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. 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 Amen.